my memory of his first visit is hazy. I was just beginning to fall asleep when I heard loud laughter floating in the air. The laughter ricocheted off the walls and spread across the house, eventually echoing into my room. It snuck into my ears and crawled across the slices of earth and water that separated reality and its dreamlike variant, and there it stayed bouncing around in my head. The laughter succeeded in pulling me out of my sleep and kept me awake as it continued from somewhere in the house, occasionally punctuated with loud, drawn breaths. I lay on my bed in the darkness of my room, watching the shadows swirl. The door to my room was shut and from the slit underneath it, a small streak of light from the hallway poured in. I turned, my side, I turned to my side to face the slit and then quietly waited for the laughter to stop so I could return to my dreams. Eventually, the laughter quietened and slowly the silence of the night began to swell once more in the dark comfort of darkness. My eyes fluttered and then they shut and dreams were beginning to form behind my eyelids. Suddenly, there was an explosion of resplendent colours. Fairies were clothed in deep, mesmerizing purples, and trees with yellow leaves danced in the wind, tapping their roots against the soft earth. Above, stretched tight like a tarp, a bright red sky that yawned dissolving into soft shades of pink at the horizon. I danced around in the blue blades of grass that inked my toes and chased the silent fairies around. I was in hot pursuit of one of these fairies when he turned around and whispered, He's sleeping. Be quiet. I cocked my head to one side, confused. I was going to ask who he was when another fairy spoke, its rainbow-splattered face blurry and swirling. Does it matter? Puzzled, I tried asking the fairies what they meant when they all exploded into laughter. Suddenly, the colors around me began to melt and drip into a black chasm of nothingness. Then everything was gone and I was back in my room, staring at the slit under the door. Still reeling from the dream, my eyesight swam a little and I thought I could see two pairs of feet in front of my door. One pair of feet was crowned by the hem of a pair of blue trousers. The laughter that woke me up started again, feathering the air with its passion. It was followed by whispers and more laughter. Ah, uh-huh, behave now, he's sleeping. All this you're laughing will wake him up. Am I laughing alone? Aren't we laughing together? And baby, what I'm saying is sweet in you, Shay. Yes, you've been pl- promising plenty of things since you got here. This one that you have drank a lot now, can you still deliver? You want me to show you I'm what I'm capable of here and now? It was at that moment I began to slip back into my dreams again. But this time there were no Dead Sea fairies and shining colours. Just a pitch black mass of static that buried my memory of this night for a very long time. I remember this night a few months later. I was lying awake in my bed, lost in my thoughts, when I heard loud whispering from the hallway. Light, airy words drifted into my room under the crack of my door and tickled my eardrums. Wait, wait, wait. Mother's voice, as I was very accustomed to his inflections. I said, wait now. Wait, why? You're like cold water. When I start drinking, why should I stop? Your mouth is sweet, though. Mother sounded light-headed and excited like she was out of breath. It was the same voice she often used to talk to my father. She once told me she spoke like that because my father was so charming he always took her breath away. Wait, the room is right there. Oh, stop. She was laughing and breathing quickly. 
I could hear someone else's deep, rough breaths in the background. She giggled some more. Oh, 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 let's enter the room first. All this noise may wake him up. Then another voice, similar in the way it filled my ears. I thought he wasn't around. The stranger sounded out of breath too. His voice crashed at my ears and clawed viciously at my thoughts, forcing something to be remembered. He isn't, but my son is. Oh, that small boy. I should even see him. I haven't seen him since this uh, since his naming ceremony. Uh, you know why you can't see him now? Uh, you worry too much. I'm sure he doesn't look that much like me. After that, I heard nothing. I blinked and I felt myself sink into the sudden silence. Then all of a sudden, I saw the end of a pair of powder blue trousers sweep against the floor outside my door. Up until then, I had believed the man in the blue trousers was from a distant dream. But now, he was also real. As I watched the end of his trousers move past the door to my parents' room, my mother's small feet following in his wake. The next couple of months were littered with visits from this stranger. He only ever came during those long months where father was working. Sometimes he wore different shoes and sometimes he wore none. Some days he spoke loudly and some days I'd briefly catch a shadow as he walked past my room. There were some times he'd even come when my father was asleep on the couch in the living room. Then one day, everything went sideways. Loud whispers were drifting from the end of the hall into my dreams. They always woke me up, those whispers. I had turned in my bed, returning to sleep's tender embrace when the shouting started. Mother was begging, pleading the man not to wake up the neighbors with his yelling, pleading not to wake me up. But he continued shouting, regardless, quaking the foundations of the earth, of the house. I lay in bed and imagined a pit bull with veins bulging at its neck, barking at my mother. A, pit, a tall pit bull wearing bright blue trousers. I started giggling at the thought until a loud slap ruptured the house. Tension. Silence. A calm. Then the storm. The whole thunderous slaps and punches. Repeated begging, coughing, crying. Tears pulled in my eyes and I clenched my fist. Now that I needed sleep to swallow me whole like it would not come. Eventually, the yelling, screaming and crying dissolved and I heard the front door shut. I opened my eyes and threw the crack and threw teardrops watching the crack between the door and the floor, waiting for my mother to pass, but she never did. I did see her the next morning at breakfast. When she saw me step into the kitchen, she drew a large smile on her face, stretching her swollen cheek. It was stiff and quivered when she asked me if I wanted another egg. When she sat down and asked how I was doing in class, all she could see all I could see was the purple welt that had balanced itself on her, on her eyelid, forcing it shut. It's allergies, my dear. All this pollen in the air is not good for me, you know. She said. I didn't ask. She was pouring milk into my cup. I didn't ask. I promise I'm fine. My cup was now overflowing. I doubt she could even see my cup well. I'll go to the doctor to get this sorted before your father comes back next week. She sighed and sat across me. Her first smile quivered. She coughed and stood again to bring me more bread. I hadn't asked. And so time, as so time passed and scars healed, a lot also changed. 
Father got into a car one evening while mother was screamed and shouted for him to come back into the house. He drove off instead and never came back home. Mother said it was because he took a new job. Things are tough now, baby. There is no money. Your father is really hustling to make ends meet. I wasn't sure I believed her. But all the same, I began to forget that night and started to get lost in the simplicity of my life again. Then one night, I heard whispers drift into my room once more. These were not the whispers I once knew. This new stranger was not the one whose rough voice had woke me up many times before. But this time, I stood and walked to the door because I remembered the man, man in blue trousers.